Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. Welcome back, Rugby Rant fans. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara, and we have a very special run, pass, or kick interview today. I'm very excited. You guys know that when we have the um, Eagles on here, I get that, that uh, I get so excited. I get that little boy urge to just ask him a million questions. But before I introduce our guest real quick, if you haven't seen what a run, pass, or kick interview entails, I'm going to preface every question with run, pass, or kick. The person being interviewed is going to say, I'll run with that, or I'll pass that, or I'll kick that. And what that means is if they're going to run with it, they're going to answer the question. If they pass on it, that's a no-go. And if they kick it, they're going to kick it back to the big guy, and then I'm going to answer what I think their answer is going to be. This is really fun. I get really excited. And as you can see, if, if I mean, if you didn't already know, we have Carly Waters with us. Carly, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Always, It's always a pleasure to have the Eagles on here. They they. Can't say enough about taking your time while you're in a different country, you know, applying the trade to come on with us. Thank you so much. And for those of you that don't know Carly, she began playing uh, rugby in high school at the age of 15. Going to Penn State, she won three national championships in in 15s and one in sevens. And like my wife likes to say, go state. My wife's a a Nittany Lion as well, so is my brother. Um, Collegiate All-American. She played professionally for the Colorado Gray Worlds in the WPL. She also played professionally last year with the Saracens and right now is currently playing for the Sharks in the Prem. Uh, USA under-20s, USA Eagles. First cap was against uh, New Zealand and Chicago. I believe you have 10 so far. And you also were the... The, the the woman there in the nine jersey over in uh, in New Zealand for the World Cup. So, Carly, I mean, first of all, astounding CV for anybody playing rugby in America. Um, way, way better than most of the people we usually have. But most of the people we usually have are like me and just played like Division Four, you know, men's. So, again, it's, it's amazing to see man or woman, somebody having that type of resume and continue to apply the trade professionally. So the first question – Run, pass, or kick. Your Instagram account identifies you as having two nicknames, Sassy or Freckles. Freckles is the obvious one, but the nickname Sassy, is that well-earned? Um, yeah. Uh, I would say that, so when I first started playing rugby, it was definitely, and like, I'm from Pennsylvania, so Penn State no, was definitely known as a rugby powerhouse. Um. And so I started going to their summer camps and pretty quickly the counselors didn't even care what my name was. They just called me Sass. <laughs> and then when I ended up going there and a few of them had graduated at the time, but it's still like I show up to an alumni reunion and that's what I'm called. But honestly, most of my <laughs> friends, I would say my like real nickname is that like most of my rugby friends call me is just Carl. <laughs> so I have a question. This is a follow-up that, that Rob okay. uh, uh, didn't, didn't put in there. As everybody knows, Rob does our questions, so he does it very well. But run, pass, or kick? Sassy because you talk a lot as the scrum half or sassy just because you talk a lot like back to everybody? Um, Probably because I just have a lot to say. <laughs> Listen, nines are known to talk a little trash, even to the to the referee at, and the officials at some point. So it, it makes sense to me. I just wanted to clarify. I think it just, it comes with the hair as well. I don't know. My, <laughs> like literally growing up, my parents 
whenever we were in public and like reflecting upon this, it's really embarrassing. Um, <laughs> my parents would like go up to a family if they see them with like redheaded kids and like clap them on the shoulder and be like, good luck, ma'am. They have an extra battery. <laughs> and I'm standing right there. That's like, great. I love it though. I love, listen, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's your personality. Far, so, yeah. Exa listen, heck yeah. It's your personality and, and it's great. And it's, it's definitely an advantage on the field. I'll tell you if you can work a referee and we've seen some, some of the USA Eagles work them beautifully, it helps you in the long run. So yeah. this is the second question. We talked about you playing or starting your rugby career in high school. So run, pass or kick. Did you find rugby or did rugby find you? Run. Um, I think a mixture of both. So I grew up playing soccer and I played for the JV soccer team my freshman year of high school. And I also ran track. So one of my track coaches, Mr. Bailey, his son, because typically I found in high school rugby, a lot of the coaches are teachers within the school system. And so Mr. Bailey had said something about it. I was like, oh, my son's one of the rugby coaches. Like, maybe you should check it out. Um, but then I got to high school and played soccer and one of my teammates' dads was like, you're kind of like Megan, you're a little aggressive. Maybe you should check out rugby. And I just kind of like laughed it off and was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then one of my best friends who played at my rival high school, she kind of was like, well, I'll do it if you do it because rugby in Downingtown is the only sport that is shared across both schools because we have Downingtown East and Downingtown West. Mm -hmm. And so we went out to our first, we did parking lot trainings because it's winter in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and um, I never looked back, honestly. That's, that's awesome. You know, it's funny because you wouldn't think about a school sharing a team, but I guess, you know, if you don't have enough from from one school you might as well put them together especially over in pennsylvania you know there is a thriving high school scene there so i mean that completely makes sense and you got to do it with one of your friends so i mean why the heck yeah. not you know that's that's how i started and and i i learned about rugby in high school i played in college with people that i met on campus who were like oh i'm on the team you should play and then you know been friends with them for for quite a long time so i mean i think yeah. that's a typical experience for for everybody right now um now I hope in the future that most kids' typical experience are starting to play in school, maybe in, even in elementary school. And I think that's kind of the way forward, what we're looking for. But, you know, you're, you're kind of – you're 10 years younger than me, so we're starting to see the maturity of starting in high school versus starting in college, which is really nice to see. Yeah. So speaking of your college experience, run, pass, or kick, what made those Penn State teams so successful that, excuse me, successful that you were on besides the fact that you were, you know, playing on them? Um, run. I think Penn State in general is just a very special team, and that's due to the fact um, originally Pete Steinberg was the coach for years, and I just he definitely absolutely recruited me to play there. But in terms of coaching, I just missed him. Um, but I did have the honor of being coached by Kate Daly for all four years. But Penn State is really a, the women's program is really like a cultural foundation. You are so much more than a rugby player. You are there to grow as a human. I can tell you I was definitely put in many uncomfortable positions that I never thought I would be in and that I have grown immensely from, but like things you don't think would impact you in such a way. And 
you leave there and you're like, wow, I'm like year one to year four, I'm a very different person. And I'm very grateful for the experience. That's awesome. And I think that's, again, that's something that you want in any program, um, whether you're playing on a social side in college or, or you're playing uh, on, on a more professional side. My buddy Robert Remescu, you know, talks about his time at Penn State, yeah. um, talking about how it was almost, you know, going from Penn State to Rooney was almost a seamless kind of transition because of the way they ran their program and having a quote unquote professional setup, uh, we'll say, um, as far as playing rugby and what's expected and not just playing rugby and what's expected on the pitch, but what's expected off the pitch, what's expected for academics. And, you know, he said the same thing. He said, it got me to where I could play professionally in my life and still hold a job and do everything I need to do um, yeah. as a person. And that just helps me on the rugby pitch. So obviously seamless between the men's and the women's program. So that's can't beat that um, Michigan fan, but you know, I, I got to respect the work there or my wife will hit me with one of her many Penn state pillows that she has. Do I have one? Oh, here's, here's one. There we go. We are, baby. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, we're going to take a little second to do our quick tap segment. Now, for those of you who don't know the quick tap segment, I'm going to give uh, Carly an either or question. and She's going to kind of rapid fire um, what she prefers. And uh, we have some fun ones here. Uh, we talk, This is going to kind of reference the first uh, RPK question, but preferred nickname, Sassy or Freckles. What's your preference? Probably sass, shorter. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good one too. So, what's your vibe? Teeny house or a camper van? Teeny house. I live in a teeny house, so I, I respect that. Um, it's mostly teeny because I'm a big dude, but you know, I, I can. I can I've done. It. I've done the camper van twice this year, and mm -hmm. it's enjoyable for like 14 days, a <laughs> yeah. long term. Somehow. Yeah, not sustainable for you. I hear totally yeah. hear that. Uh, better vacation up in the mountains or at the beach? The beach. I'm a, I'm a beach guy too. I'm a huge. That's a hard guy. one. I know it's 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 tough because I live in the woods and I love living here, but there's something about being at the beach that like I told my wife we're going to retire at the beach. It's going to be great. You know, I'm just, of course we're going to hit the lotto. We're going to be millionaires, all that good stuff. But being at the beach and just hearing the waves, you can't beat that. Nope. Um, bigger thrill. Helicopter ride or bungee jumping? Um, bungee jumping. Well, both bungee jumping, but now that I've done both, I'm kind of like, I don't know that I ever need to do it again unless it's like a very unbelievable circumstance. Listen, you are you are better than me. I, I'm terrible with heights. I had a friggin' panic attack at the CN Tower about five years ago, to which my wife just said, stop being a baby. And I'm like, you don't understand. She's like, stop being a baby. You know, the, the relationship almost split there for a second. I hate heights. I can't, I don't think I could do a helicopter. I definitely couldn't do bungee jumping. You're way better than me. Trust me. I couldn't do it. Listen, so best, yep. I was good all day, all week leading into the bungee jump. And then the minute I got on the top there, I was like, do I have to let go? Yep. Oh, I know okay. that's crazy. That's crazy. And then the helicopter is scary because he's actually. Yeah flying it on his own <laughs> that's insane so better rugby tour in the uk or in new zealand uh like in terms of with the u.s or just in general with, like I, I would say i would say let's say with the eagles when you're with the girls new zealand because yeah. better weather and <laughs> also more of the fact of now there's 23 24 of us living in the uk so i feel like there's not much we haven't 
seen or experienced here. So it's a lot less special where in New Zealand, it was very easy for us on an off day to be like, I'm going to Uber 45 minutes away and have to hitchhike home because there's no service at this beach. (laughs) And that's a true story. Really? Oh man, that's hysterical. Oh, that's see, but those are the kind of things. Those are fun. Me, I would freak out. I've had, I've had anxiety and obviously I'm too out of shape to be walking home. So that would just freak me the hell out. It was wonderful. They ended up coming to every single match. Did they really? Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. That's freaking awesome. I was, uh, I happened to be in London for our honeymoon six or seven years ago. In February, we left New York. It was negative four. We got to London. It was 56. I was walking around in t-shirt and flip-flops and shorts and people were looking at me like I was crazy. Only day it was cold and rainy was the day we went to watch the Saracens. Only day. (laughs) Everything, every day, every other day was sunshine. I couldn't believe it. But it, it was, it was, I had fun. I mean, I know, I know for you, it's like, you know, you do it every day. So it's a little bit different. But I mean, th- those were lucky, lucky times for sure. I don't, <laughs> I honestly don't think it like rains that much and is that bad here. But right now it is almost yeah. like this weekend they canceled a few matches because mm-hmm. of frozen fields and some of them were turf fields. And like the USA girls here were laughing because we were like, in America, if this weather, if it was like this, they'd be like, great game is on because we have a turf field. Exactly. That's why like, you have the turf field. It's so, exactly. It's just so different. I mean, that's that's crazy. I, I told this story on the rant several times, but when I was in college, every March we would go up to Linden State College, which is now called something else, and we'd go to the Snow Bowl, and they had a, a pastures on the side of the, the college that this, this farmer owned, but you could put like four or five pitches, like full-size pitches, so you can get a men's wow. and a women's tournament in like really quick. So, But every year we'd go, and it'd be a sheet of ice across the whole pitch. So we were like, we, you never wanted to be the first or the second people to play because the first guys and the first girls would be breaking through. Then the second set, the second match, those people would be going all over the shards of ice. And then by the third match, everything's just a mud bowl. It's so you're like, okay, yeah, it's I'll deal with the mud, but the shards of ice. Ooh, and I remember I had steel studs. So we would go out there and all the guy, people with steel studs would try and break up the ice, you know? Oh, God. It, it was always fun, but it, you're always kind of like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> I'm sure after the fact, you'd be like, why do I do this? And the next year you're excited for it again. Oh, every single year. I'm like, why do I do this? Why do I drive eight hours from Massachusetts to frigging Canada, essentially? Like, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful drive and everything, but it was literally, I'm all the way almost by Cape Cod and you're driving all the way to the top of frigging Vermont by Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It was, no, it was bad. But uh, the last quick tap, comfort food, pizza or donuts? pizza now i gotta be honest you're not in the best place to get pizza right now so how do you cope i pay 15 pounds and i take a flight to italy (laughs) i think that's the best answer i've ever heard (laughs) that's a a great answer I've i've never heard that one before but I love that answer. Oh my I'm being God. sincere also. <laughs> I Listen, you're right there. You might as well take the hop. It's not that far, you know, yeah. and you can just hit, hit Rome, grab pizza, take a flight back. It's half a day. There's literally seven pound flights into Rome and out of Rome in like 24 hours. So that's crazy. I would love to, I would love to do that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm stuck here. Although I can't complain. I'm in New York. So, you know, we have great pizza, but yeah. you know, 
15 pound flight to, to Italy. Eh, I can't beat that. Uh, so that was our quick tab. I got to be honest, that last answer was awesome. I'm going to have to clip that for our social media because didn't even, didn't even think you were going to say that. And I feel stupid now. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. Oh man. So we're back with the run passer kicks. So uh, you played with Gabby Corterna at the Grey Wolves um, prior to moving to the Prem. Um, did that time, run past or kick, did that time spent with Gabby at Penn State and at Colorado help your connection uh, with the Eagles in preparation for the Rugby World Cup? Uh, run, absolutely. I jokingly call Gabby my forever 10 because I just, so when I started playing in high school, I was actually played fullback. And it wasn't until I like, transitioned to 15 and was, I was told ahead of time they were moving me to nine, but it was like, mm -hmm. like my freshman year, I spent hours upon hours, 200 reps a day doing skills with Gabby because I don't know what a 10 needs. I don't at the time yeah. didn't know the standards necessary for a nine. Um, so I also have the easiest time playing with her because of four years at Penn state, as well as, mm -hmm. We just kind of have now like almost like a tele telepath telepathy connection of like, I know what she's seeing mm -hmm. and what she's worrying about. So therefore I can organize and worry about something else. And like I, with her, I always feel like we're having like an active conversation. So it is hard at times to adjust with a new fly half say, because now I almost have that standard of, yeah. okay, well, this is what I need to essentially play my best rugby mm -hmm. absolutely so. yeah no it definitely goes both ways and that's something i mean we talk about constantly um with new fans and with old fans on the show about the spine positions but specifically the pairing of, of nine and ten in a match how important that is how much training time they've had how many cats they've had together i mean this we're talking about years of work and the fact that you started at nine to learn the position with her while she was yeah. the 10 i mean that's invaluable. That's something that a lot of people don't get to do. So, I mean, you see, you see the connection on the field all the time when you're watching the Eagles, when you guys, when you two are out there, but it makes more sense now about you learning the, you know, transitioning from fullback to nine and, and learning it and having her there at the 10 and understanding, well, this is what a 10 needs. That's a great, great explanation in how to make that transition, you know, understanding what the, the people around you are going to need and then just make that muscle memory. I mean, that's, that's a great, I love that answer. So, uh, talking about preparation for Rugby World Cup, we're actually going to talk a little bit about the Rugby World Cup, the 2021 Rugby World Cup, even though people still give me grief and they're like, it's 22. I'm like, yes, but it technically it was a 2021, so that's what we're going to call it. Run, pass, or kick. What grade would you give the Eagles' performance in the past World Cup? Pass. Okay. That's fine. Listen, I'll give you guys a solid did B plus. I think you guys did great. That? I didn't do that interview. I'm actually watching it tonight. So if not, you know what? I'll force her to answer it. But I'm going to say from a fan perspective, I think it was a solid B plus. The only time I would be giving an A if we, if we went all the way. I think you guys did what you you guys did what you needed to do to win. You had solid matches. And, you know, you guys made where I thought you were going to make. And I think a B plus is a good grade. And Again, we're, we're continuing to move on and getting better and better as the, the World Cups come through. That's very nice because I was going to say a C. Yeah, but I also feel like, okay, so I'll take Dylan Fawcett, for example. Like, you know, yeah. New York won the championship, and I think he'd grade the season like a, a B. 
<laughs> you know, because that's just the competitor in him. That's the competitor in you. So I could see why you would you would do that. But I think you you guys are overly hard on yourselves versus what the fans think. I'll put it that way. Okay. So just recently, it was made public that Eagles head coach Rob Kane would not be uh, have his contract renewed. Unfortunately, um, you know, run pass or kick? Was it shocking to you? Did did you, you know, sometimes USAR isn't the best at telling their athletes what's going on. So that's why we're asking, was it shocking to you or, or did Rob reach out to the girls at any point? If I say kick and you answer, do I get to rebuttal that? Or? Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, if I'm way off base, you could tell me to go kick rocks and I will. So kick. kick it back. So she's kicking it back to the big guy. So honestly, I think Rob obviously let the ladies know as much as he could, uh, what was going on, whether his contract was being renewed. He doesn't seem like a person that would kind of duck and run out of it. Um, Whether or not you got a professional response from USAR remains to be seen. I mean, I've never gotten one yet in the 27 years I've been paying my SIP. So am I close? We heard from our captain. Okay. That's, I don't think that's a, I absolutely don't think that's a Rob ducking and running because he has no, 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 so no, no, no. And he cares yeah, no. so much about us. 100%. I, I, I absolutely agree. And listen, coming from the captain to me, that seems like a professional way, believe it or not to do it. Uh, he, you either hear it from the person or hear it from, you know, your, your most senior member, your captain. So that makes sense to me. And I think know, it's luck. hard hearing it 15 minutes before the article is released. That's the tough part. And yeah. we've talked about transparency with USAR, MLR, and every other pro organization and, and rugby organization in both uh, the United States and, and Canada. Um, so doesn't surprise me, but kind of on par. And it makes sense to me. You know, I think that's a, a decent way to do it. Um, so I, you kind of answered the next question, which was going to be run, pass, or kick. Did you or your teammates have time to kind of talk about it um, or any 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 of that? Um, obviously, you know, it was made public 15 minutes after you were told and you were told by your captain. So obviously you, you, you knew. Um, so my question is, if USAR came and said, Carly, what would you look for in the next coach? Could you just give me three attributes you would be looking for? Run, pass, or kick? I don't need any new traits from a coach. I need more support and infrastructure of the women's game from USA Rugby. It doesn't Perfect. matter who the coach is. If you're not supporting them in the way they need and setting these expectations on the women's teams in terms of performance, then how do you expect them to continue to grow? America's biggest barrier will always be the size. Mm-hmm. And Rob worked really hard to help so many of us get over to this league because it is a top women's league in the world. Mm-hmm. And it is so hard being here because of how much we leave behind careers, family, friends, events. Yeah. Like, can can I afford to go home for Christmas this year? Mm-hmm. And we have all grown immensely from being in this league, and it's a little scary going into this next cycle. First off, it's a three-year cycle. Now mm-hmm. we're down to two and a half because yep. we're going – who knows when a new one coach will be named. And I've lost my thought. <laughs> Listen, it's a lot to think about when you're going, you're right, you're going into a two and a half year cycle because the, the Rugby World Cup got pushed back due to COVID. You're going in not knowing, you know, 
what the coaching staff's going to look like. And like you said, you're worried about also playing your professional rugby in a different country and trying to, you know, do all the regular things you need to do in life. You know, hit those milestones, talk to those people. You know, you're not with those people. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure you have a great, you know, rugby family over there with friends, and I'm sure they're supportive. But, you know, there's no place like home, as, as Dorothy used to say. So that makes sense to me, that it's a balancing act that you need to put on. So that makes enough. That I makes mean, a lot of sense. It's, yeah. It's also just scary because you don't know, like, oh, was that last game against Canada the last time I wear this jersey? Because mm-hmm. you don't know a coach comes in and he's like, I never thought Carly was a great nine. I'm going to pick so-and-so and that and that's the end of the story that's literally yep. the end of the story and it's also a little scary that 20 uh, 27 of us are over here and they're in the usa article it mandated that the coaches are now based in america yep what, what does that yeah, mean and what yeah well, yeah what is right. that expectation set for you guys are they going to want you to be based Do, here to run more camps i don't know i mean yeah yeah, they can pay for that then, but also a lot of, like it will be hard going from this standard of rugby, this standard of professionalism, this standard of accessibility, frankly, mm-hmm. to going back to paying $4,000 for a season in the WPL. Or, I know. I mean, just, just the accessibility on, I, I could watch the Saracens on YouTube for free. I could watch Sale yeah. on YouTube for free. And the fact that 27 of our, Eagles are over there and our women are over there and soon to be Eagles are over there kind of scares me a little bit because that's where I'm watching them play the most rugby and it's not here through yeah. the WPL. Which, Granted, you know, as, the, the WPL is working yes, of course. hard right now to A, professionalize the league and mm-hmm. B, create it in an aspect that it does have more games throughout the season. So it is more sustainable for mm-hmm. long term, for impacting the senior side for women's 15s. Mm-hmm. They're doing an incredible job. Oh, yeah, no, that's not a knock on the but WPL. It, it, just, it's just not where they're at. Overnight. Yeah, exactly. It's it's they're not at where the 15s are over in the prem right now. Right. But they're we know we're working. We're, they are working to get them there, which is yes. again what we want to see. But again, for you right now, not not ideal, right? Because I'm sure you'd yeah. rather have this that system over here. So speaking, we were speaking of rugby and these changes. Uh, the USA Board of Directors has announced a high-performance review of the men's and women's Eagles. Run, pass, or kick. Do you think that the top-to-bottom analysis of the programs will be welcomed by most of the players in respective in their excuse me in their respective Eagle pools? I can't talk today. I'm very sorry. Kick. Well, here's the thing. I remember when Rugby Canada did the same thing, right? And Rugby Canada did their, their their review, and they came up with metrics. And the thing is, they their the metrics they came up with they put out publicly, right? Which is something that again we talked about USAR and their transparency, not the best, right? So they came up with twelve uh, high performance review insights. Um, and they put them in different categories, strategy, structure, and culture. So strategy, uh, Rugby Canada does not have a high-performing strategy. It never actually had a strategy, right? Um, their high-performance pathways are inconsistent. Um, management uh, um, of their general fund has had negative impacts across their program. Uh, it's uh, unclear governance roles in Rugby Canada's program. So, like, what can Rugby Canada do within their high-performance program from a governance standpoint? <clears throat> their structure 
cla uh, classifications were Rugby Canada's current organizational structure and resourcing are unable to support high-performance teams. Never good. Ineffectiveness of corporate and organizational governance um, exposes a high risk to these high-performance teams. And then all these culture things failed to create healthy and effective culture. Uh, uh, communication practices worsen high-performance program issues. Athletes do not view the high-performance programs as a safe and inclusive environment. What I'm trying to say is USA Rugby, excuse me, Rugby Canada put those out there and then came up with their study on what those things meant and how they could fix them. If USAR does the same thing, I think that shows a monumental shift in the thinking at USAR as far as what we're trying to do with these programs. If they just come out and throw us an answer, not going to be happy with that. I want to know what they think the questions are that should be answered and then take the time to answer them. Now, do I think Rugby Canada is going to be, you know, this huge high-performance juggernaut in the next two years? No. The women but are. My, I mean, yeah, but the, yeah, correct. The women, the women are kicking ass. But I meant as just a, you know, if, with all as the teams that they union. No, but like you talked about, they're making the incremental change to say this is what we know, this is how we're going to fix it. We're giving us five years to hit these different metrics, I believe, which was in their their review, you can go look at it online. It's free. So again, if we can, if, if USAR comes out and sets it up the same way, then I actually have some faith that they're understanding what's going on. If they're just going to throw answers at us, I'm highly doubtful that anything's going to change. Okay. There you go. Listen, I'm listen. I'm allowed to talk all the shit. I'm the big guy. That's why they call me the big guy. USAR can come after me. Yes, I've been paying SIP for a long time and haven't even been playing, so I'm sure they owe me a a little bit of money back, but listen, this is, this has been a great interview. I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time and giving us some insight on the women's team. You playing professionally over in the UK. Again, I'm, I'm disappointed. You're not with the Saracens anymore because I'm a Saris guy, but I, I got to respect the game. Got to look out for number one and wherever you're getting the most playing time and the most pay is where you got to go. Listen, you're a professional athlete. I don't, I don't knock that, but you know, a little, little hurt, hurt the heart a little bit. So before we go, Carly, is there anybody you want to shout out or, or just you know say hello to? No. <laughs> Good. No, I mean, not, not like that many people. <laughs> not that many people listen to us, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was a great interview. I really appreciate it. I really pre appreciate your insight. Good luck on the upcoming season. Can't wait to see what you guys are going to do in the next rotation Thank of you. internationals. Very excited. Hopefully you're doing something on the East Coast because the big guy does not travel usually to Colorado or the West Coast. You know, play a friggin' snow game here or something. Jesus, give me give me something. A little bit of I mean, women's yeah, rugby. Yeah, we here. technically play them in Colorado, so Yeah, but like East Coast snowstorms. I'm talking like not this like oh powdery, I'm gonna I mean like dirty yellow mud snow, like New York snow. It's the grit we have See, to do. That then that. is a player welfare thing. Listen, you take that up with the rugby New York guys because they'll shovel in their own pitch in the whole nine yards, which technically I guess is like uh, 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 S&C. You know, I'm sure their strength and conditioning coach loves it, but I don't know. It might break some player union rules if they ever get the union. But anyway, I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. That's Carly Waters. Uh, guys, this is a great interview. I loved it. I appreciate you all, and we'll see you at the next one.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.